Greetings to my communal star tribe. I go by Tiamat. I want to thank you in advance for listening to the musings of my heart. Because this is the purpose of this platform for me to be able to express what's in my heart, what's in my womb, what's in my void. Throughout these podcasts, there will be a lot of moments of silence. So please don't be alarmed by the breath, the pause, the space. Because it's in silence and it's in the pause that wisdom has an opportunity to arrive. I'm creating this platform so that I can document the process of my own personal evolution while simultaneously provoking, inspiring, and empowering you to do the same. So, this podcast is first for me and whomever it aligns with, so be it. This platform is also a space of communion. I wonder if we really sit back and think about what that word actually means to be in communion with another. Communion is about sharing and exchanging intimate thoughts and feelings. Highlighting the mental and spiritual depths, spaces, densities. So once again, I thank you for carving out space, energy, to even listen 
to what it is that my heart wants to share. I have to give honor to my inner elements. I give honor and I have great reverence for my inner earth that keeps me structured, stable, and provides security. I give great thanks to my inner water that teaches me how to stay in my personal flow. To stay on my own wave in the midst of the distractions and the illusion. I give great thanks to my inner air that whispers the profound wisdom that is in the fabric of my being. I give great thanks for my inner fire that ignites my original blueprint before the programming. I honor my inner ancestors, my inner teachers, my inner guides, my inner muses that inspire me and empower me to stay focused on the vision. Welcome to Celestial Insight. thinking and pondering every day that I can remember this frequency of death. People that know me personally know that I frequently discuss death and its its power and its wisdom. Because every moment 
in some way whether we realize it or not. Even through the process of spiritual growth and evolution, there is a death. There is a resurrection. There is a rebirth that is taking place. And so as I was reflecting today on the frequency of death, I was reminded of a book that I read almost nine, ten years ago, a book that I often revisit. And this book magnetized itself to me and I magnetized myself to it during a moment when I would need it most. It was two years before my mother transitioned and my spirit prepared me for the transition and the mechanisms of the transition before it even occurred. That when the moment of her transition came, I was aware of what was transpiring. On an emotional level, on a mental level, on a spiritual level and on a physical level. The name of this book is called The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. I don't want to mess up the author's name so I will simply spell it. First name, S-O-G. Y-A-L Last name is R-I-N P-O-C-H-E I definitely would recommend this book for anyone who wants to have more clarity on the actual process of death. It is definitely a insightful read and many jewels are within this book. 
with this in mind, I wanted to just take a moment because I enjoy reading. And I wanted to just share an aspect of this book and just read something. And if I interject, I'll let you know that I'm interjecting and expounding on whatever arises within me at the moment. So just sit back for a moment. Take a breath. And let's explore the heartbeat of death. There would be no chance at all of getting to know death if it happened only once. But fortunately, life is nothing but a continuing dance of birth and death, a dance of change. Every time I hear the rush of a mountain stream or the waves crashing on the shore or my own heartbeat, I hear the sound of impermeance. These changes, these small deaths are our living links with death. They are death's pulse death's heartbeat, prompting us to let go of the things we cling to. That's a great place for a pause. How often do you ask yourself, what am I clinging on to? What thoughts am I clinging on to? What people am I attempting to possess? What ideologies, what programs am I still clinging to? Because anything that we cling on to, that we don't want to let go of, is a clear signal of how we are interfacing with the heartbeat of death. I'll continue reading now. 
So let us then work with these changes now in life. That is the real way to prepare for death. Life may be full of pain, suffering, and difficulty, but all of these are opportunities handed to us to help us move toward an emotional acceptance of death. It is only when we believe things to be permanent that we shut off the possibility of learning from change. If we shut off this possibility, we become closed and we become grasping. Grasping is the source of all of our problems. Since impermeance to us spells anguish, we grasp onto things desperately, even though all things change. We are terrified of letting go. Terrified, in fact, of living at all. Since learning to live is learning to let go. Now, as I read that last sentence, there was a surge of energy just just went through my whole body. Because to live is to let go. How can we evolve if we are consistently holding on to things that are unhealthy? How can we really experience life, Hmm. the essence of who we are, when we are attempting to possess it? How can you possess something that already is? I'm going to continue reading. And this is the tragedy and the irony of our struggle to hold on. Not only is it impossible, but it brings us the very pain we are seeking to avoid. The intention behind grasping may not in itself be bad. There's nothing wrong with the desire to be happy, but what we grasp onto is by nature ungraspable. The Tibetans say you cannot wash the same dirty hand twice in the same running rivers. 
And no matter how much you squeeze a handful of sand, you will never get it out. You will never get oil out of it. Taking impermanence truly to heart is to be slowly freed from the ideal of grasping. From our flawed and destructive view of permanence. From the false passion for security on which we built everything. Slowly it dawns on us that all the heartache we have been through from grasping at the ungraspable was in the deepest sense unnecessary. At the beginning, this too may be painful to accept because it seems so unfamiliar. But as we reflect and go on reflecting, our hearts and minds go through a gradual transformation. Letting go begins to feel more natural and becomes easier and easier. It may take a long time for the extent of our foolishness to sink in, but the more we reflect, the more we develop the view of letting go. It is then that a shift takes place in our way of looking at everything. Contemplating impermanence on its own is not enough. You have to work with it in your life. Just as medical studies require both theory and practice, so does life. And in life, the practical training is here, is now in the laboratory of change. As changes occur, we learn to look at them with a new understanding. And though they will still go on rising just as they did before, something in us will be different. The whole situation will now be more relaxed, less intense and painful. Even the impact of the changes we go through will find less shocking. With each successive change, we realize a little bit more and our view of living becomes deeper and more spacious. So that was a section out of the book of the Tibetan book of living and dying that gave some beautiful insight on the heartbeat of death. 
And so as I myself reflect on letting go, I ask myself, what is it that I'm still clinging on to? And just allowing that to just breathe and to sit in that and to ask that question like a mantra. And to observe what arises when you ask your core essence, what is it that I'm clinging on to? What is it that I'm attempting to possess? What am I attempting to grasp? Do I think that those things, those forms are going to usher in happiness? The likeliness is that it will for a moment. And then it fades away. And you're looking to possess or grasp something else. This energy for this new decade is about letting go. And about truly evolving Letting go of the illusion, seeing through the illusion, observing the illusion, because energetically, what is arising on a cosmic level is not going to allow unnecessary weight. So to my communal star tribe, let's lighten our load. 
we have to travel light. There are thought forms that we can't take with us. There are people that we can't take with us. There are ideals and ideologies and isms that we just cannot take with us. So being grateful for the death experience in all things is a gift. Because we are life. And we have many birth and death experiences. So honoring the frequency of death is so profound because it denotes a rebirth. And so I personally embrace every death experience every rebirth experience because those two are a catalyst for my ascension and my evolution. I forgive myself for everything that I have held on to that is unhealthy and does not serve my original blueprint. I want to thank each and every person, every soul, every spirit, my communal Star Tribe, I want to thank you for entering into communion with me. And I know that there is something that was communicated that triggered an aspect within your cells, your many cells. Thank you.
thank you once again. your frequency. This is Celestial Insights, the first episode of just sharing what's in my heart. Enter into your silence. Enter into your core. And fly high, my celestial star tribe.